are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. It's Packers 49ers for a chance at the NFC crown It is a rematch game. Some, many people are saying it is a reckoning. Think about this for a second. In the span of three weeks, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, but let's let's focus on the Aaron Rodgers bit of this, could have the chance to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Well, he will have the chance to beat the 49ers. His hometown team, the team he grew up rooting for, the team that passed on him as the number one overall pick to take Alex Smith instead, the team who employed an offensive coordinator who later became his head coach, a fact Aaron Rodgers never let Mike McCarthy forget, a team against whom Aaron Rodgers is 0-4-3 beating in the playoffs, and a team who beat his team in emphatic fashion two years ago to keep him and his team from getting to the Super Bowl. If you get past that team, you could have the chance to play the guy that many believe is the greatest quarterback to ever live, the greatest player potentially to have ever played the game. I do not believe that. Many people are saying. And, and Aaron Rodgers is acutely aware of the perception of Tom Brady relative, in particular, to Aaron Rodgers. And it just so happens that team kept him and his team from going to the Super Bowl last year. At home, the first time they had an NFC Championship game in the Aaron Rodgers era, at home. And they lost it. And then, we're not done. They could potentially play the team that employs the quarterback who is the heir to the Aaron Rodgers throne as the most dynamic, the most explosive, the most uh, just incredible quarterback we have seen in a long time. A guy who has a chance to break every Aaron Rodgers record for efficiency. The guy who can make some of the kinds of plays. I still think Aaron Rodgers can make plays and has made plays that that Patrick Mahomes could not. But they could go play that team. You don't think that motivates Aaron Rodgers? You don't think he is fired up at the chance to get some revenge on those teams? Now it takes 22 players. And more than that because it takes special teams and God knows. That has been problematic for the Green Bay Packers. But I wanted to open the show with that just so we could put that out there. The stakes are enormous. 
Aaron Rodgers, a student of the game, a student of history, he knows what's on the line for him. And so that is not to say that that motivates Devontae Adams to be any better or that motivates Jair Alexander to be any better or Josh Myers or Aaron Jones or Matt LaFleur or Joe Barry or Eric Stokes or whatever. But when you are an all-time great player, when you're supposed to be an all-time great player, and he is, he is, we know he is, then if you want to be in that Tom Brady GOAT conversation, Number one, you have to you have to go win this Super Bowl. But these are the type of games on Saturday night that you go out and by sheer force of will, you decide, my team, we're not losing. To paraphrase Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street, we're not freaking losing. I would have to add the explicit filter on YouTube and and on the on the podcast if I if I went the full quote. But that's that's the situation, right? All right. The injuries. We're going to get there in a second. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen of the day. We love it that you are here. It would be tough today because it's 5.36 Central Time. Uh, probably didn't, didn't listen to us first. But if you did, hey, we love that you waited. We're here live on YouTube. It might be your first YouTube of the day. Subdo, thanks for being here on YouTube as well. The injuries, the Packers got some good news on the injury front. Zadarius Smith is back, activated. He's going to go. Do not believe any snap count nonsense from anyone. If you see anyone say they know how many snaps Zadarius Smith is going to play, do not listen to them. I wouldn't be surprised if he played 25, 30 snaps in this game. I wouldn't. He, just him, we'll get to Whitney Merciless in a second, who was also reactivated in incredible fashion. Just, I mean, the reactivation, probably not incredible in and of itself. But the fact that he was activated, unbelievable. What Zadarius Smith does for this team in this game, with Kingsley Kiki now in Houston, that happening since we did our crossover show and, and now. Um... The Packers are down to, I believe, just four true defensive linemen. It's Kenny Clark, it's TJ Slayton, it is Tyler Lancaster, it's Dean Lowry, and then they have some guys on the practice squad that they could bring up if they want, and they probably will bring up one or two of those guys. Having Zadarius Smith out there allows you to have that A-gap blitzer, that chaos agent, and he did it against the Saints, he hasn't had a ton of time in the Joe Barry defense, but the 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 object for him when he plays is going to be get ball or see ball, get ball. A gap blitzer, just go find the football. And then when he's on the edge, rush the passer. Now he's going to have to play in run defense. He did not play well the last time these two teams played in the playoffs, but he did play well last year. He is a, a potential game wrecker in a number of different facets. He also protects Kenny Clark because... You feel a little bit better about getting Kenny Clark some some breathers early, early, early downs, first and second down. If you have someone like Zadarius who can create that chaos in the middle, who can be a penetrator and who can blow up inside, outside zone, who can go attack Debo Samuel. Now, is he going to be able to run down Debo? No, but he could make him cut back and have his friends rally to him. 
And then on third down, it's not as essential that you have Kenny Clark out there as an interior rusher because Zedarius is so good beating guards and centers, even someone as good as Alex Mack. So it, it allows you to keep Kenny Clark a little bit more fresh than you would otherwise. What's more? Now, you don't have to put in Zadarius Smith if you're going to take Preston Smith out or if you're going to take Rashawn Gary out because you have Whitney Merciless. You have this player who can do so much for your team. You don't have to put in Jonathan Garvin. You don't have to put in Tipanaliai. And, and as well as those guys have played at Tampa, I mean, Tipa had a great play to sniff out the, the fake in week 18. That's nice. In, in the divisional round, you probably need a different caliber of player out there. So defensively, this has been the talk all week, right? The talking heads, all the shows. The Packers defense, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel. What a genius. What is this Packers defense ever going to do? Well, in week three, they held the 49ers to 3.2 yards per carry. That's probably something. They forced two turnovers. Sack fumble on Jimmy Garoppolo, the right tackle, is not very good. You're going to have Zadaria Smith, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Whitney Merciless rushing on that guy all game. And if you can get something, anything offensively, I mean, you, you, we, we talk about the 2019 game like it happened just on that side of the ball. Like the only two teams who played were the Packers defense and the 49ers offense. 49ers, the Packers offense no-showed in that game. They're not going to no-show on Saturday. Now, they started slowly. We've talked, God, we've talked about starting fast for the Green Bay Packers. Now you have some bodies who are going to make it easier for you to get some stops early in the game, and who, if you do get a lead, let's say you get out, it's 7 nothing, it's 10-7, it's 14-10, it's 21-17, 21-14, Now you've got extra bodies to go get Jimmy Garoppolo and force him into the mistake he so desperately wants to make. He so desperately wants to make that play that's going to kill his team. So if you're Zedarius, if you're Whitney Merciless, give him the opportunity to go to go make that play. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. I was just talking to someone the other day who said, hey, I just used Get Upside. I saved a bunch of money. I got a bunch of money. And it's not saving. They're giving you money. Just download the GetUpside app in the App Store and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You'll get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. It's too expensive. It's crazy. I mean, I just spent $80 filling up my, my uh, SUV. It's ridiculous. Why pay full price when you could get cash back with GetUpside? Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get that extra $0.25 cents on that first fill-up. Get your money back. There's no catch. Send it out to your bank account, your PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, whatever you want there. They will just give you money for doing a thing you were already going to do. Get upside. And today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue to march through the playoffs and beyond. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of action on the playoffs this week. I, I've been telling you for weeks, the playoffs are the best time. The best time to gamble on sports. The NFL playoffs. There is nothing, absolutely nothing like it. I've got parlays. I've got 
I've got money line parlays. I have, I have a four team long shot money line parlay that I'm really happy about. Same game parlays, all kinds of great stuff. Bet online is the place to do it. Get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Big announcement. Peacock and Williamson show. They're going to be in LA for the Super Bowl. Follow the Peacock and Williamson show to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big big game. It's free and available on all platforms. You know who else will be in LA? If the Packers are in LA, your boy will be in LA too. So we will be from live from Radio Row every day bringing you all kinds of great content. So uh, something to look forward to there as well. I didn't mention David Bakhtiari. He is questionable officially. Matt LaFleur was, um, he was, I wouldn't say he was evasive, but he was vague in detailing what the situation was with David Bakhtiari. Ian Rappaport went on the Pat McAfee show and said that uh, on Thursday, Bakhtiari was not feeling great. That he said, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, well, I'll test it before the game. They're, they gave him the Friday rest and then he'll have Saturday to test it pregame and then go out there. You have to think, I mean, Ian Rappaport said, I think he's going to play. I don't think that's done lightly. He doesn't speculate usually on these kinds of things. So my guess is he's going to try and play. Could it be a situation like, you know, back in the day when, when Chad Clifton was really banged up and he was getting to the end of his career and his body was breaking down on him. He wouldn't practice all week. He'd be really tough. And then he'd go out there and gut it out. And he might come out for a series. He might come out for a couple plays. But then he'd go out back in there and gut it out. And, and my expectation is that David Bakhtiari will do that. The, the difference this time is the Packers have so many options now. And I know that this front four is really good. Eric Armstead moving inside for the, for the 49ers has been a game changer for them. Arden Key coming in and playing um, well for them. You've got Nick Bosa, of course. But now you have, if you're the Packers, you feel really good about the communication in that front three with, with John Runyon Jr., Lucas Patrick, and Josh Myers. You're, you're not as worried about Royce Newman blowing a stunt, figure, not figuring out, not IDing, those kinds of things. You can play Dennis Kelly at right tackle and play Billy Turner at left tackle if you want to. You can play Billy Turner at right tackle. Billy Turner's going to play. Billy Turner's going to be out there. So Billy Turner, he could play left tackle. And you have Dennis Kelly playing right tackle. And you probably feel better about that than you did Turner and Rick Wagner last year. Dennis Kelly's just a better player at this stage in their respective careers. Rick Wagner not playing football now. Or you keep Billy Turner at right tackle. You play Yosh Nijman out there at left tackle. He knows these guys. He's played in this game before, and we know what that game plan looks like. This team, and, and I've talked about this a lot, the, the versatility that they have is remarkable because they've had to play so many different ways this year because of injury. No receivers? Okay. It's run game. It's quick passing. It's throwing to the backs. It's throwing to the tight ends. Oh, no offensive linemen? Okay. It's empty. It's Quick game, it's transition goes, it's slot fades. That was the 49er game plan. And the 49ers, 31st in DVOA, I believe, on deep passes. If you can protect Aaron Rodgers, that's the game. If Aaron Rodgers is, is pressured 
at season average, the Packers win. He was pressured 26, 27% of the time over the course of the season. The 49ers are going to try and do it with four. No one has done it with four. Not with any consistency. No one's done it. Now, is this the best four-man front that they faced? Maybe, but they they faced it already. And also, they faced a four-man front that had Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and uh, 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 the best player in the league at any position, maybe, Aaron Donald. So... I'm I'm supposed to think that that this 49ers front is going to come in and and do something that no other team has done just from a probability standpoint. It's probably not going to happen, could it? Sure. But it's probably not. And this is something that that I wrote about and that I've talked about on Twitter. Packers Aaron Rodgers is the number 1 quarterback against man coverage this season by EPA. He's the number 1 quarterback by passer rating against pressure or against blitzes, the number one passer rating quarterback by four-man pressure, the number one passer rating quarterback against zone, and the number one passer rating quarterback against man. That What does that tell you? That says that teams, when they bring pressure, are not pressuring him because he is significantly worse against pressure. He, he's been bad this year against pressure, but no one has done it consistently. No one. Not Minnesota with Mike Zimmer's exotic blitz looks. Not the the Rams with that front. Not the Bears with their front. With Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks and those dudes. Not the 49ers the first time they played with Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa. And and all of the, the pass rushers that they can throw out there. No one's done it. No one's done it. Not Baltimore with their blitz heavy looks. Not Cincinnati with their, with their pass rush. No one has done it, not consistently. I don't know why we would expect that to change, especially with a week to prepare, especially with David Bakhtiari potentially coming back. I just, and if you protect Aaron Rodgers, that's it. That's it. Now, the Packers, you know, if you want to go back to week one, the Saints, you got a rookie center, you got a rookie right guard. I mean, that was a makeshift offensive line, but that was as much about the defense as it was about anything. That that whole game, I just, I don't think it means anything. I don't think it means anything. Protect Aaron Rodgers. You win. You win, even if the run defense sucks. Because they're going to move the ball. If Rodgers has time, they're going to move the ball. This offense has been too versatile, too malleable. They've got too many options. Devontae Adams is too good. You're running backs. I think the Packers are going to be able to run the ball in this game because I think San Francisco is going to play a ton of two high safeties. And I think you're going to see more RPOs than ever, more, well, maybe not more than ever because they already run the most in the league, but more play action, more of that subtle play action where it's shotgun, token, fake, glance in behind. That's going to be a big deal. Play with Fred Warner, who's hurt. Not 100%. That, that is going to be the, the cat and mouse game that this team is dealing with. And, and I think you have to be you have to be really excited about where this team is. And, and that's before we get to Randall Cobb, who's coming back, who was not a factor in week three. They still scored 30. Now, MVS was in that game. Doesn't look like he's going to go. 
Back injury, he's doubtful. Unless he wakes up tomorrow feeling awesome, probably not going to be out there. He's a big part of what they do. But against the 49ers, he is really, you know, the the big play he had was on a deep over route uh, on a schemed up play against quarters. Um, The touchdown he had, similar situation. But you could put EQ out there and run that. You could put, maybe not Randall Cobb, but you could certainly put Devontae Adams out there and run it. Now, he doesn't have the same sort of gravity from the slot that he does if he's pulling defenders away and opening things up. You could run it with Lazard. You could run it with Aaron Jones or Josiah DeGuara, who's becoming a a bigger part of this offense. I think the Packers are going to go to those transition go routes, those slot fade routes, you know, third and three opening drive against the 49ers. It's Al Lazard from the slot, slot fade. Three-step, bang. The touchdown to Devontae, five-step, ball out, no hitch, five-step under center, Deep touchdown. They're going to test these corners deep. And if you're going to play single high, they're they're coming. They're going to throw over your heads. And if you're, you're going to play too high, they're going to run it. They're going to run those RPOs. And they're going to throw short. They have answers for every way that you want to play them defensively. And that's what makes this team so scary. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolutions about eating healthy, about living fit, because it tastes good. You'll want to eat it. I had one today. Maybe you don't believe me when I say that. I had one today in the car. I was running errands. I I had a, a late breakfast, and so I hadn't really had lunch. Built Bar, and I'm good right now. It's it's dinner time, and I'm good. Because I had a built bar because they're loaded with protein, loaded with fiber, but low in sugar, low in net carbs, not empty calories and low in calories, by the way. So even if you're not a huge fan of working out or eating healthy per se, you can get something that tastes great, but is still awesome fuel for your body. And they've got them in, in a million flavors, coconut almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and everything I just said about the nutritional facts. That's real. Low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein, high in fiber. Go to built.com and get use the promo code locked on to get fi- locked 15, excuse me, for 15% off. Built.com and locked 15. All right, let's get to some of your questions here in the I can see the chat. Uh let's throw the chat up there. And um <laughs> A lot, lot of uh, questions about Randall Cobb. Josh Stewart says Cherry Barcia. Cherry Barcia slaps. Um, Scott Plucker asks a really good question. Russell says he watches film and talks to the safeties. How common is that? Um, so this is this is a, a big thing. You have to be collaborative. You have to be collaborative in these in these moments. And you have to be able to understand, okay, the corners are reading everything that's going on. The safeties are reading everything that's going on. You have to be um, understanding of the route concepts that that can attack you, that can hurt you. So if you're a corner, you have to know what the safety is doing. You have to be able to read, okay, if I'm in quarters and this guy is going in, chances are someone's coming out or they're trying to mess with my leverage because they know how I'm going to play it. Someone like Kyle Shanahan, someone like Matt LaFleur, he knows 
He knows what my responsibilities are. So you have to, if you're Russell Douglas, you have to um, communicate, especially if you're going to jump routes. Hey, if they come out in this formation, they run this play a bunch. I'm letting you know. If we get this and they break this way, I'm coming. So you have to be there if they're running a double move. That communication is vital. It's vital. Okay. Uh, Scott, uh, Riley, but we got a bunch of these questions about trick plays. They're going to run at least one. And if they get down, they're going to run two or three. Now, Kyle Shanahan is not a, a, I wouldn't say he's a gadget guy necessarily, a, a trick play guy. Like they're not going to run three reverse passes like the Lions did, but they're going to have some unscouted stuff. They're going to have some things that we haven't seen, whether it's a reverse from a a weird formation, whether it's a tight end jet sweep, which they called in week three, or it is a Debo pass, or it's Debo as a decoy. They're going to have something, and the Packers better be ready for it. The Packers better be ready for those kinds of looks because they're coming. Kyle Shanahan knows he's probably going to need them. He's probably going to need them. And so the Packers, you know, they've had the two weeks to prepare. They've had the two weeks to tighten up some of the, the gap responsibilities. And that is something that that they're going to need this week. Because Kyle is not going to be afraid to empty the whole chamber. Special teams, same thing. Fake punts, fake field goals. Now, Kyle Shanahan is also conservative. Not not politics, not politics. I don't know what his politics are. But he settled for field goals over and over in that Cowboys game. Now, maybe he thought that they could stop Dallas. You can't be conservative against the Packers. And if you're the Packers, you want to be aggressive offensively. Forget a field goal. If it's fourth and less than five and plus territory, go. Because Kyle Shanahan might be a little... A little nervous, a little scared to do that because he's got Jimmy G. He doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have Devontae Adams. Debo Samuel, hell of a player. Not Devontae Adams. Not someone who's just going to win one-on-one on the outside like that. Who's not just going to run a slant and be open. So uh, that that is um, something to keep in mind as well. What you want, what you want is Kyle Shannon calling a desperate game. That's what you want. You want him to be desperate. Because the Packers are up 14-0, or it's 17-7 in the third quarter, or it's 24-10 late. You want him to be desperate. Of course, this is this is not sparkling analysis, right? You want to have a big lead, right? But no, you you want to be you want to be playing your game. So even if the 49ers are scoring, even if it's 27-24. If it's late in the game, you want Kyle Shanahan to feel like he has to pass because if you get the ball back, you're going to go down and score. Like the Cowboys game a couple years ago, the divisional round that Dez didn't catch a game. Where even if even if they had ruled Dez caught it, which by the way, he did not. Do not, do not believe the Dez caught it propaganda. That was an, an incomplete pass. Aaron Rodgers, they couldn't stop him in the second half of that game. So he's going down and scoring and they're going to the NFC Championship game either way. Much like the 49ers game ended, by the way. So, 
a lot of a lot of really good uh, comments in here. Um, Matt LaFleur won't shrink like Mike McCarthy did in the 2014 NFC Championship game. I agree. I think they're going to call this game aggressively. I think the I think the fourth and eight call is going to be on Matt LaFleur's mind. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't kick in this game. I, I wouldn't be. Let me do the other games uh, before we before we do the the, the Packers game. Um, I like Tennessee in the early game. I like the Chiefs, and I am really torn on Rams, uh, Bucks. The the no Andre, Andrew Whitworth thing is brutal. It's it's brutal because this this Tampa Bay front, they can really get after you. And I know that that Tom Brady doesn't have a bunch of receivers, but he's got Mike Evans. He's got a run game that he trusts. He's got Rob Gronkowski, and he's got a defense. And so I like I like the Bucks in that game. I've got money all over the place. So you know some of it is hedge. I'm heavy on the Packers to cover. Um, I got them at four and a half. I feel really good about that. But it's five and a half right now. Six in some places. It's come back. I think into that five and a half range. I think that makes sense. If the so just do the math quick. If the over under is 47, 47 and a half. Then Vegas thinks this is going to be a 27-21 kind of game. That feels right to me. I like 27-21. The Packers cover the five and a half. They win. They go to the NFC Championship game. And we don't have to immediately go into what's the future of Aaron Rodgers. God bless us, everyone. We're going to be back on Monday. We'll be live on Saturday on YouTube. So if you're listening to this on your podcast and you want to get the podcast a little sooner, YouTube. We'll be live on YouTube after the game, and then the podcast will go in your feed on Monday morning. Enjoy the games on Sunday, but enjoy a Packers win first on Saturday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline and be on a show just like this, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.